This is a Brain Channel program. Visit us at uctv.tv brain to explore cutting-edge research, treatment options for conditions related to the nervous system, and the inner workings of the human mind. Hi, Bill Mobley for the Brain Channel again, and really happy today to be talking about a topic that I think bears a lot of careful consideration. Um, it's a topic that relates to cognitive decline in an aging part of our population that's not as well-featured as it should be, and that's the Latino community. And at UCSD, we're really making efforts to do a great job in understanding more about cognitive decline with aging in Latinos. And we're doing more than that. We're trying to prepare for a future in which we have young investigators who are really highly skilled in carrying out such studies. So I'm today with Allison Moore, who's Professor of Medicine and Chief of Geriatrics and Gerontology. Hector Gonzalez, who's an Associate Professor of Neurosciences, a brand new faculty member who's done terrific work in this domain. And then Maria Marquine, who's Assistant Professor of Psychiatry, and we'll talk with all of them. But I thought maybe I'd start with Hector. Um, tell us a little bit about you, about what you've been doing, and about your passion for this topic. Well, thanks, Bill. And uh, so I am a neuropsychologist by training, and uh, I've been in this work for a long time. I actually will say that I've been uh, studying Latino health and aging uh, all of my life. Uh, it's something very important to me personally, but also uh, it's very important for my family and my loved ones in my community. So I feel very strongly about the topic of uh, health among my community. So, um, and I think what you said is really important, that here we are in California, the largest state in the union with a 40% population that's Latino. And as you also said, that we really don't know that much about the health and aging of this population, especially with regards to Alzheimer's disease in research or in um, other dementias. So um, we've been very successful uh, with getting uh, large studies uh, supported by the National Institute of Health. And uh, the problem is, though, that we just have not been able to attract uh, high-caliber scholars. So you mentioned that I came early or recently here to uh, San Diego, and I'm delighted to be here. I think it's wonderful that uh, UCTV is picking up this story uh, because it's such an important topic to the, um, to the state and also to the nation. Um, so, and I think things have changed since I was here, you know, a couple decades ago. So with that in mind, we, this is a wonderful place. It's nice to see that attention focused on Latino Alzheimer's dementia. And this is a uh, fantastic place. The problem has been that we just don't have enough scientists in the field. We don't, we have a underrepresentation of, uh, Latino, Latina, um, research scientists, professors, uh, scholars, in the field, and this is the beauty of this project we'll uh, talk about here, is that this is a direct mechanism how to build up the scientific workforce in a population that's understudied, uh, and there's great need to understand dementias in this population. Hector, let me, let me ask a little bit more about the project and about your passion. My recollection is that the 
percent of those people who are involved in studies in AD that are Latino is tiny. And so is one of the ideas that if you have folks that are trained in this domain, and specifically folks that are diverse, and specifically folks that are Latino, that those numbers, that participation in the community might increase? I hope so. And uh, this has been my passion uh, throughout my professional career, and uh, so I've dedicated my life to this work. Uh, and I think uh, that that's, that should or would be the case with other uh, Latino scholars, scientists, that because of that relationship, that passion to understand and help, uh, which is uh, very uh, endemic in this, our, our population, that uh, th- that kind of synergy, if we can create that kind of synergy, that kind of workforce, then I think we would be able to make a big dent on that uh, problem of the dearth of uh, underrepresented minority scholars or scholars in this, interested in Latino health so in, in aging. How can we really, in other words, how can we really understand the problems they have unless they're part of our team, essentially, part of what we do, the sort of folks that interact with us daily to really ferret out these research questions? I guess that's part of it. That's part of it. And I think, too, is that I, it's been my experience and uh, that having grown up a minority in the U.S., having grown up in Southern California, has... Uh, giving me insights into what it's like to grow up as a minority. Yeah. And I think these are some fundamental questions that come up in the research and that I've used in the research to help study the problem and look for solutions. So I think it's um, that built-in insight that is really uh, a key ingredient and in what I see as a valuable resource in uh, recruiting, uh, and retaining, and promoting diverse scholars in the scientific workforce. That's great. Allison, tell us about you, about how you got here, and about your interests. Thank you, Bill. Um, I'm too grateful to be here on this important topic. So I came here not very long before Hector, actually. And uh, I I was um, really pleased to be um, part, I'm really thrilled to be part of this center. And we got the idea for the center. It came out as a request for applications, standard NIH way. And um, this was a, uh, a version of the center Hector and I had both been part of in our uh, former institutions, um, Hector at Michigan, me at UCLA. And um, it was a center always with the idea that they wanted to um, uh, identify and train um, underrepresented minority um, scientists to do work focused on minority aging. And in this new version of it, they wanted to focus specifically on Alzheimer's and related dementias. And so when I got here, I'd had the experience of being part of one of these centers and, um, and knew that UCSD was you know, a super powerhouse in neurosciences. And I'd met a few of the people in the ADRC. Um, and so I thought, why not try to you know, write a center grant here? And um, so I'd had the experience of, again, being part of the center, my former location, and, 
and with the support of a lot of the people in the ADRC and Jim and, and Hector and being inspired by uh, Latino scientists like um, Hector and Maria, I really um, wanted to you know, work with them, collaborate with them to put this together. We also partnered with um, San Diego State University um, because they are a Hispanic-serving institution and UCSD hasn't had quite the history of um, minority engagement, I'm going to say, as has that institution. And so um, I also knew from my prior um, work with the Rickmars that that would make it a stronger center. So we, we did that. We've partnered with, um, with SDSU um, and were successful in getting this application together. And so um, we were funded um, and started the center just in the last several months. And so it's been, um, you know, our first year still figuring it out, but it's going to be great. So the idea is to um, uh, train three um, in investigators a year uh, from um, different places. It doesn't have to be just at SDSU or UCSD. It can be other places, um, ideally in the area. And um, they get uh, funded for a year to do a project focused on Alzheimer's and related dementias in um, minority populations. The focus of our center, as Hector said, is Latino um, dementia. And um, so we, get, we train them, and our, the idea is really to help them be successes in their academic careers. And so they get... Um, hands-on training, and Maria can talk about that a bit more. She's experiencing it. <laughs> um, but we really, again, that's the whole point, is to create a new generation of um, investigators who can carry on this Im important work. Terrific. What challenges do you see in the success for this program? Um, number one, I would say, is pipeline. Do we have enough people who are underrepresented minority scientists who can participate in this program? Mm -hmm. um, at our, my last institution, this program had been around for about 15 years, and that became a challenge um, mm. to find enough people who really were honestly underrepresented minority candidates to be part of it. So I perceived that could be a challenge. Again, we're in our first year. We still um, you know, have a pretty new, a very new thing, so we'll see. So that could be a mm -hmm. challenge. I know UCSD is really working hard to um, diversify its um, you know, scholarly workforce, so I hope that helps us. Right. Um, and uh, so I think that's going to probably be the biggest challenge is actually getting the, enough people to. You know, be able my, to my sense is that it's a more general challenge to attract um, such folks into science, um, medicine and science, and that probably visibility in the community sort of in, indicating to kids who are, you know, in grade school or even in high school, hey, you could be a scientist studying really an important uh, problem. Probably it starts there. My guess is that the pipeline gets bigger as you go younger to try to bring people along to feel that they, yeah, they, they too could be just like you when they grow up. <laughs> right? Good. And here is Maria, who is beginning this process. Tell us a little bit about you and your background, but also... What kinds of things do you want to do now under this program, Maria? You see where to start. I came to the U.S., or I moved to the U.S. about 20 years ago now. And I also trained as a clinical neuropsychologist. I um, first went the clinical route. So I was first primarily a clinician and seeing uh, patients in clinic. And uh, being that I'm from Uruguay originally, I'm bilingual. I speak Spanish and English fluently. Hopefully. <laughs> Sometimes I think I don't speak either one well, <laughs> but I try my best. Um, so working as a clinician was that I really 
started to understand the need for science in our community. Uh, I experienced it, you know, firsthand seeing patients come through the door and I was trying to do clinical neuropsychological evaluations and diagnosis. And it was very hard to do because we didn't have the tools to do that. Mm. We were forced to use, not forced because there were not available, there were not available norms for, especially for Spanish speakers or English speaking Hispanics, which made it really hard to make this diagnosis. I had a number of people come through my door that they had been diagnosed with dementia Mm. 10 years prior because Mm. uh, the appropriate norms had not been used and I evaluate them and I'm like, you're doing pretty well. Mm. It's just that a person would come through my door that had no education and Mm. they were comparing the performance with somebody with a high school education. Uh, and so that, that opened my eyes to how big of a need there was in the community in uh, create these instruments mm-hmm. and in understand uh, Latino cognition broadly and, and in aging particularly. Uh, when I was doing clinical work, I was at Rush University Medical Center and I started uh, collaborating in research with the Rush Alzheimer's Center there. Mm-hmm. And that's really what uh, made me want to move to the research realm. So uh, we then moved to San Diego with my family, and I joined UCSD about six years ago. Mm. And I saw the opportunity to make this switch to do science and do research and uh, not only be at the forefront of clinical care, but creating the knowledge that would help clinicians and would help healthcare providers. So that's how I got in the field of neuropsychology research and uh, Latino cognition in in general and aging. When I got here, I uh, joined a fellowship at the HIV Neurobehavioral Research Program, the Department of Psychiatry, to do uh, research in aging, Latinos, and HIV. So that's much of what I've done until now. Uh, with the aging HIV population, uh, there's uh, been an increased interest in Alzheimer's disease from that realm. And I had my earlier experience in Alzheimer's disease when I was trying to do both the clinical and the research work. So that's kind of my background on how I got mm-hmm. where I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, really drives me to this uh, type of research is, again, the understanding that it's very needed. Uh, personal as well. I've had, you know, I don't think I think most people have been touched by Alzheimer's mm-hmm. one way or another, and so uh, th- that you know became very personal to me when some family members were diagnosed, and um, I want to be part of trying to find the answers. In in my research here at UCSD, what I've been finding is that uh, the way that sometimes we try to uh, tackle and try to understand what Alzheimer's disease is or what what predicts Alzheimer's disease or problems with cognition um, is not always the right one because it's being looked at from one lens of a, a, a specific ethnic or racial group mm-hmm. and looking at factors that might be predictive of problems, looking at it through this one lens. But there's many different ways to see the world, and I mm-hmm. think when you can see it through the Latino lens, is that mm-hmm. you can start seeing what might be important things in that, in that area, and how can we look at things differently so that we can find answers that, that help uh, that population, the Latino population, but everybody as well. So, so you discovered a gap. So you, mm-hmm. you were doing clinical work, and mm-hmm. you discovered, my goodness, People are coming to me who've had a diagnosis of dementia, and they don't have dementia. And there was a gap there in being able to actually deliver a tool, a test, that could accurately say, 
do they have dementia or not? So you saw that gap, and then you, you basically are trying to fill that gap, and there are actually two gaps, aren't there? One is the lack of tools and understanding, but the second is the gap between wanting to do research and knowing how to do research. Because Just because you're a clinician doesn't mean you know how to do research. So this program then helps with both gaps, does it not? Absolutely. Absolutely, it does. It does. I think it's, it's, the program is providing uh, an infrastructure that I hadn't uh, found before. I think the didactics that Alison was referring to earlier mm-hmm. uh, have been fantastic. Uh, they really, I, I, I don't think there's anything like it here at UCSD. I've been searching for it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing focused on, uh, on, on that area. And so I think that's been great. I think the mentorship has been fantastic. Uh, I think what really is the best thing of all, though, of having a center like this is kind of the, how do I put it, like the feeling that like somebody cares, mm. you know, mm. somebody thinks this is important, Yeah. somebody thinks this needs to be done. And that's not always found. I think, as a, I'm sure uh, Hector had this before, had this experience before, is that, you know, coming from a different background, um, uh, it sometimes uh, can be a little bit alienating or a little mm-hmm. bit kind of like, how do I fit in? Mm-hmm. And, and having that infrastructure, I think, gives that. Having people who understand not just that there's a problem, but that it takes a sensitivity to this culture to understand that problem fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put it beautifully, Bill. Oh, no, thanks. But, but, you know, but it's just true for all of us, isn't it? Really, to me, it, it's not so much a... We all have a culture. There's always, for all of us, there's a context in which we've grown up and live our lives. And it always feels a little bit frightening when you go to a different context and people don't quite understand what you're saying. And you kind of look for friends. You kind of look for people who kind of know what you're saying when you say it. And so the fact that UCSD can give that a happy home um, is really a compliment to you guys and to you as a beginner. But to people who have been around, understand the problems, and are making making this a better place for people to learn. So, Allison, here's Marie, and she's this great new learner. And and so, how do we help her at the next stage? What what comes next for people like Maria, who now want to build their career, not just train, but build their career? Right. Well, hook them up with people like Hector, <laughs> who has mm-hmm. a lot of grants and a lot of data mm-hmm. um, for her, you know her and, and others like Maria to use and build yeah. their careers with the papers and write ancillary studies and and also you know mentorship to um, build careers in, in in different paths, perhaps you know different mm-hmm. topics. And uh, so mentorship is super important in my mm-hmm. um, experience. So you take great people. You give them great training. You have to have mentorship, I think, every step of the way. I still get mentorship, you know, from many uh, people in um, different topics. Um, And so, you know, you you help them. You support people, and Mm -hmm. um, and that can make the difference, I think. I think the mentoring thing is really critical. I mean, I agree with you. I've had several really terrific mentors, and... uh, I make the comment, you should never let a good mentor go. Mm-hmm. Stay in touch with them. Yes. Call them, write them, send them an email. Yes. Get their input. Because the more they know about you, yes. 
the more they really can sort of give you some advice about your career direction. So you're you're a mentor. Yes, and you'll one continue of my favorite to things to be and to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Hector, what about you and, and your role in this and what you'd like to see happen here at UCSD more generally? Maria hit it on the head, is that uh, that sense of community is here and just to build it further. I mean, it's a small community. You know, I'm fortunate to be also with, uh, at the Shiley Marcos Alzheimer's Disease Research Center where we do have a mm-hmm. strong focus on uh, Latino Alzheimer's disease. And uh, we have the support of our good chair, uh, uh, Jim Brewer. Um, and feeling that, you know, you're welcomed here, you're valued here, and part of a community is something we need to build further. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's good now, but we can make it better. So that's, I think, the value of this training program is it doesn't exist, so let's just build it. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no way we can just wait around and it'll just come to us. So um, I think uh, this is a great opportunity to be able to build that community um, and a strong community, mm-hmm. too, because we have such a great, such great science here at UCSD and we really need to take it to the next level. And I think this is a fantastic place to do it. So, Maria, look ahead 20 years and... See yourself in the context of the folks that you'll be working with. How will the world be different for Latinos who are aging as a result of the kind of work that's being done here? This well, is a I'm dream, not, of course. Yeah, this is if a I, if I, best case. I think base case scenario is um, there will be very little of it. So very few people with Alzheimer's will find mm. a way mm. that we can mm. prevent it or treat it. If you ask me, that, mm-hmm. that's my ideal. Good. World where we can find a, a way that it, it's hardly happening anymore. I think that's going to be very tough. So if we, that cure that uh, has not been found, um, I hope that we've built enough uh, knowledge, enough understanding to support the, not only the person with Alzheimer's disease that's Latino, but the families, I think, in, in, in all you know, we always talk about Latino doesn't touch, uh, Alzheimer's disease doesn't touch one person. It touches mm. the family, mm-hmm. um, especially in the Latino community. So I think uh, I would like to see uh, that we have knowledge, understanding, and resources to support those communities. I think sometimes it's um, overseen uh, how much practical help is needed. I think the knowledge is number one, but practical help, resources in a community that might have less resources, less access to care, Mm -hmm. less opportunity to buy into care, uh, that we can provide that for everyone that might need it. And it's a a great dream. Of course, everybody in the world wants the dream of no Alzheimer's to be true. But I think it's especially important that you guys are doing the kind of work that makes sure that Latinos benefit to the same extent as non-Latinos and those advances that uh, will come. And that one day we'll all be able to say, wow, Alzheimer's disease, yes, I remember that. (laughs) It used to be a problem, but not anymore for any of us. Thank you all for being here, Allison and Hector and Maria. Appreciate your being here and the great work you're doing. This is Bill Mobley for The Brain Channel.